Hello, fellow watch lovers, nerds, enthusiasts, or however you identify. This is the 40 and 20 podcast with your hosts, Andrew, and my good friend Everett. Here, we talk about watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Everett, how are you? Man, I'm good. I'm good. You know, we're doing this the second time. We didn't burn anywhere near enough time. Uh, no, usually, time. usually it takes us 25, 30 minutes before we realize we haven't yeah. hit the green button and made it turn red. I hit the green button. You, you always blame me. No, I'm just saying that's usually the cause of yeah. our restarts and not like just general malfeasance on both of our parts. But yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I had a keto cheeseburger tonight, which is just one of the one of the life's guilty pleasures. You know, keto anything. Um it, it, anything that feels like normal food is, is a life's guilty pleasure for me at this point. And they do such a good job with that bun, man. Like that doesn't, nothing about that feels keto-y. Yeah. You, you know, if you look around for good sort of keto bread substitutes, because you, you can find them. Lettuce wraps. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Uh, Cabbage. Uh, Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's does their uh, unwitch which is wrapped in lettuce and then wrapped on paper on top of that. And it, it actually works out really well. Um, but... More or less, a lettuce wrap doesn't. No, doesn't actually. Because you want, you need that kind of like gummy texture. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a texture. Yeah, there's a texture with bread that is pretty important for sandwiches. But yeah, other than that, otherwise, just a meat salad. Weekends, chess tournaments, kid stuff, man. All the good stuff. All the good stuff. Some Halloween stuff. We went to a, a little church Halloween event on Friday, which was fun. We did one of those too. Well, I didn't. But the family did. Yeah. I stayed home. <laughs> I don't know what I did. We like came home kind of in a hurry from something. And uh, I don't even remember where we were. What did we do? <laughs> I don't know. We did something. And uh, we were getting home and saw like a bunch of costumed children wandering down the street and realized that there was a the community event going on down the street from us. So, oh nice! Threw the kid in the costume, and they took off, and I like got the house ready for their return. <clears throat> Love that. Mostly just watch TV. Also, I'm pumped because today is our official one year anniversary episode. Ah! It's true. The, hit the applause button. Is it this one? Nope. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of goes too long. It does. You can fade it out, though. Well, sure. But, I mean, they just, they want it to go for forever. Well, we deserve that much applause. We are into our, we have completed our first year, and we are in our second year. Yeah. Anniversary. Happy anniversary to us. Happy anniversary to y'all. Thanks for sticking it out. We know we're not the easiest partners to deal with. I'm wearing an Invicta. I'm wearing an Invicta. An automatic, I'm wearing an automatic Invicta. Yeah. And I don't even hate it. No, I love it. I don't even hate it. So some of you guys follow our Instagram may have seen that uh, we got some 40 and 20 watches. Got them. I I don't know if that's the right word. We well, have some 40 and 20 watches. We have some 40 and 20 watches. Yeah. It wasn't it was a matter of getting, though. Because that was the question I asked. I probably asked you that five times before you, you finally answered me. What did you ask? Who made these? Who Where made- did you get these? Yeah. Who, who made these? <laughs> where Like, where are these from? Who are these from? It turns out I just actually made them. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, uh, I I ordered some watches. I wanted to do a little surprise for Andrew for our one-year anniversary, and so I ordered... And I didn't do anything for you. I suck. You are the worst. I ordered three Invicta 8926 watches, otherwise known as the Pro Diver, and I immediately took them completely apart. Um, and attacked them. And, and attacked them, yeah. So uh, got some... 
Got some smooth bezels from Dave Murphy, who, spoiler alert, Dave's going to be on the show. Ooh, yeah. Dave's decided to come on the show and talk a little bit about what he does, so I think that's going to happen next week, but uh, TBD on that. Um, but yeah, got some bezels, some smooth bezels, not dive style bezels, but smooth bezels from Dave Murphy. Uh, I got some hands from One Second Closer. I got some crystals, sapphire crystals from uh, Crystal Times, although that was not in the original budget. I wound up breaking two of the mineral <laughs> crystals while reinstalling them. So I got some I got some smooth or some double dome sapphire AR coated uh, crystals. Uh, I did a bunch of casework. I took off the crown guards. I took off all the Invicta branding, except for the branding on the inside of this, the br- bracelet. Um, that would be pretty hard to get rid of without compromising the bracelet, I think. I think maybe. Yeah, it's not super deep. I probably could have gotten but I just didn't want it. It's, I just didn't want to do it's it. On it's on every link. Work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, took off the crown guards, got rid of the Invicta branding on the case, got rid of the Invicta branding on the crown. So it's sort of a big crown pilot with a 556 style bezel from Ubo- or style dial from Yubokis, a white dial. Because I printed these. I printed these myself with a water slide decal technique that I'd found online. Um, and it wound up being both easier and harder than I expected it to be. As, it turned out great. As so many things are. Uh, so I, I made my good friend Andrew one. I made one for myself. And I made a third one. <laughs> I made a third one. So there is a third one of these that doesn't yet have a name on it. And that's because it is going to go to the winner of our one-year giveaway. So there's three of these. They're all signed on the rotor with their number, their limited edition number. So each of these I've signed. I've signed the rotor with 2019, 40, and 20, one out of three, two out of three, and three out of three. 40 and 20 is kind of becoming a limited edition watch production house we're just a le watch company now at this point we're getting there (laughs) (laughs) we're not making very much money on these le's um so yeah uh our one year anniversary check out the instagram there'll be lots of pictures up by the time you have an opportunity to hear this um but yeah our one year giveaway is going to be and that'll be officially announced this thursday the day you're listening to this or the day you should be listening to this that giveaway will be announced um, I think we might kind of do something fun with that, and we haven't decided. It's Halloween, isn't it? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Spooky. We haven't decided exactly what we're going to do with the giveaway yet, so uh, more to come on that. But certainly, we'll talk a little bit about that next week, uh, what the actual rules are. And by that time, you'll already have seen the rules because they'll have been posted online. But I think we'll probably do a two-week cool down on these. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It'll be, it'll be something different than, I think, what we normally do, so... Yeah, we've got our new watches, which is pretty fun. It's super fun. It's weird. And the you did such a killer job printing these because when I looked at it initially and even upon closer examination, it it looks like it came on the dial. You know, like somebody somebody printed all that shit. It, it does until you look at it pretty closely. Uh, you get too close and you can see that it's not perfect. You have your speedy monocle. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's, it's put away. Okay. Well. <laughs> We'll worry about that later. Yeah, no, you know, there's there's some slight defects in it, and that's fine, because it, it totally does the trick, uh, and, and I printed them for basically nothing, no money. You know, I just bought the paper, and then a little bit of time, uh, it was super easy. And we've got kind of a piloty dress sport now. 
Yeah, a, a pilot dress sport. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's what I wanted to. That's what I wanted to achieve. I, I sort of got locked into a white dial because of the way I wanted to print these. Mm-hmm. So then the question became, what white dial? And I just really loved the five five six style dials. And so I found, I actually found a an option I really liked from Dagaz. Dagaz, the sort of well known mod uh, company. And, um, you, you know, when you, when you order stuff online, mistakes get made. Uh, and he sent me, instead of sending three, I, I bought three, I paid for three, got an order confirmation for three. And instead of sending three, he just ordered one, mm. uh, or he just sent one, which, uh, in and of itself, totally normal mistake. Those things happen. Um, but the, the problem happened, you know, let, let me just say, I had a really good experience working with multiple vendors. Dave Murphy, Murphy, totally great. Crystal Times, holy shit, if you have to do business with them, they are awesome. They are absolutely awesome. Super responsive. Answer your questions. They're phenomenal. Um, one second closer, no issues with them. Uh, n- nothing to say besides just no issues. Um, Yobokis fantastic super responsive you have a question he answers it um answers it very specifically and and takes time to answer it quickly uh dagaz on the other hand i i sent him an email i realized what happened i sent him an email and i hear nothing crickets i sent him another email nothing crickets so over the course of about three weeks i sent him four or five emails just to say hey i really need to get this resolved what can we do mm-hmm. um nothing Z- zero response at all so about a month after i initially enter uh sent him my first request i went to paypal because paypal's got a resolution program will you first raise super cool i didn't realize about paypal at all yeah right so so they've got a resolution program where you can sort of it tracks your communications back and forth and this is what you said um so i raised it to paypal and i said this is the story i ordered these i ordered three i got one I sent several emails on these dates, or I said I sent I've sent four emails. I've also reached out to other people in the industry that might know him to see if they can get a hold of him. Um, so far, I've had zero response, and I need to get this resolved. Here's how I'd like to get it resolved: i.e., I'd like to get my three dials. Um, about an hour and a half after I sent that, he responded and said, "I don't know who this person is. I've never heard of this person. I've never received any." Any uh, any um, any uh, communications from any indus- industry insiders in quotes, uh, and I'll be happy to take a look at the order number referenced, but I have no clue what this person's talking about. I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, uh, but so then I went through and sort of point by point, I said, "Well, I sent the emails on these dates. They're all dated. It's from this email address. Um, I." communicated with you in these ways when i say i've reached out to other people in the industry uh this is all i meant to say i reached out to see if anybody knew a way to get a hold of you and nobody did and people and and frankly people said you're really hard to get a hold of and and b yes please check your order i think you keep stock levels so just yeah just send me the two just send me the two dials and we're good uh and that was the last i ever heard from him so paypal uh you can you can only keep that resolution process open for i think a month Mm -hmm. so i waited till about the end and i i sent you know, a request for an update with a week left, a request for an update with three days left. And on the last day, I elevated it to PayPal. I think they keep that open for a week. And a week later, they sent me a message that said, we've had no luck getting a hold of him. And so we're going to refund your money. So long story short, 
um, almost two months later. Oh, geez. Month and a half, two months later, I got my money back from PayPal. I'm actually not sure I've even gotten it yet. But uh, it, it was really weird. You know, here's this guy uh, who makes awesome products, has great prices, uh, super good uh, website. Right? Yeah. Uh, some of these websites are bad. Uh, his isn't the best. Some of the, some of the websites are really good. But Yoboki's, for instance, Jesus, I hate buying shit from him just because the photo bucket method is so terrible. <clears throat> um, you just rubbed your eyes with hot sauce, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so my, I guess the, where I would leave that is I, the the whole process. I had a ton of fun, you know, uh, making these things. If I had any takeaway, it's that Dagaz is maybe not a great option to buy from. That's a bummer to hear here. Yeah, th- there's. It's so popular. There's so much, so much there, and I don't know. I'm just kind of bummed out. You know, I think I think the deal is ninety percent of the time, or maybe ninety five, or maybe more than that. When you order something from Dagaz, it's going to come quickly. It's going to be well priced. It's going to be a super high quality product because the one dial I did get is awesome. Well, it's also interesting. I mean, how many people buy more than one dial all the time? Right. Yeah. So that can be part happen. of the issue. Probably yeah, doesn't was, happen very often. Um, but just bad luck. If something goes wrong. You're totally fucked. He is not going to support you at all. That's my take. And maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe he has good good times and bad times, and this was a bad time, and I don't know. And I would never say, don't buy from Dagaz, because uh, he's a watch guy, and I, and I think we should support people in the watch industry. And I do support people in the watch industry, but it would I would be uh, remiss to not say, this was my experience with watch modding, and that one thing went bizarrely poor b- badly you know it just I, I mean the the level to which he botched that transaction it's a good thing you did everything through paypal too as opposed to a direct order through the website because that might yet still be unresolved yeah no that's right i wouldn't have had uh, any recourse so yeah that's why i buy most things through paypal because i just know that they're gonna help me out if it comes down to it so you might start doing that yeah i never do that yeah it, it's it's a good deal it's a good deal so um that was the modding experience. Made these watches. You're going to see plenty of pictures of them. I'll have some process pictures that I'll be able to post. I think they're really great. I'm excited to see those too because, so everyone knows, I was wholly unaware of this going on. Yeah, some people do know that. Oh, well, now everyone knows. Some of our I listeners, did not know this was happening as it was happening. Some of our listeners actually know quite a bit about this watch. So I, <laughs> he handed me a watch roll at dinner and I opened it up and then I, I asked the questions, who made these? Where'd you get these? Like, who did this? Why, where did you buy these? Who made these? Uh, <laughs> come to find out, ever made them. And I was like, uh, I, I mean, I, I love the surprise, but I also, I, I wish I could have been a part of it. I'm, I'm like, uh, yeah, the, I'm torn. Um, yeah, wholly, wholly unexpecting this. It's awesome. I feel a little bad that you weren't able to be part of it. Uh, we'll have to do some more. I had to commit to the surprise, and then once I had committed, it was it was just too late. But then I needed to talk to people about it, so I'm like texting Eric of EMG and AJ. I'm pictures AJ Barze, uh, Bellingham podcast. I'm texting them pictures like 11:30 of night. My progress, you know. <laughs> Is this going well? Is it going well? <laughs> But yeah, so like I said, some some of our listeners know know actually quite a bit about this watch. So I know enough to know that I love it. You know, when I got the dials printed, it was like just really huge because they turned out really well, and I was super happy with them. So that was when I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna explode. I'm gonna explode. So also for our one year anniversary, my wife made us some cupcakes because I I said that we were gonna have cake. 
You said, I'm going to have cake. Yeah. And, and I then, said, I was told there'd be cake. And then Kim made it happen. It's keto cupcakes. So we're about <laughs> to... Sorry, boo. We're about to embark on a journey here. Oop, they look good. It, it rolled over. It's a really good buttercream on top, I know, because I mostly made it. Okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Those are delightful. They're good. The yep. texture's a little different. It's a little harder texture. Um, it's kind of the texture you'd expect in like a like a zucchini bread or like a banana bread. Yeah. Like airy, but also a little bit crunchy. This is terrific. This is the birthday, well, anniversary cake that we deserve, mm-hmm. that we earned, we mm-hmm. worked for. Chocolate chips in those things too, man. Yeah. Delicious. So, so we're talking about watches today. Yeah, we should we should get to it because we got a lot to cover today. We got a lot to cover. So I, I don't know that we've worked out the title. We'll we'll have a title of this episode by the time it gets published. Uh, but the topic of today's episode is for our one year anniversary, for our one year special, is w- with what we've learned about watches in the year we've been doing watches. What the absolute best go anywhere, do anything. <coughs> Everyday cheap watch you can buy is. And so we initially set the price at, at $50, and we realized that was just a touch low. It was pretty limiting to Casio and Timex. Pretty limiting. So we, we bumped it to $65. So under $65, what is the... And, and, and when we discussed this, we said objectively, uh-huh. best watch you can buy for under $65. And, and I think we tried to keep it objective, but obviously some of this stuff is subjective. It's going to be subjective. That was one of the things we actually discussed as we were finalizing our top 10 is there is some, there has to be some objectivity, objectivity when you rate something. But we took a lot of, a lot of things into account for each of these. And we, mm-hmm. I think we made some of the biggest point, point indicators really, really objective. There was a watch I thought was going to win, but because of the parameters we set, it's like number five, six. So, uh, so we have some specific scoring criteria, yeah. and we'll talk about that. But first, I just wanted to talk a little bit about because there's lots and lots and lots and lots of watches that come in under sixty five dollars. So, I was thinking to myself, some watches I, I would pull up and realize it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. So, my my opening my threshold criteria was was this, and I tried to write a list of rules, and then I realized that it, I didn't need a list of rules. This this was my standard for whether it even whether I even accepted the application. Would I wear it every day? Could I? Yeah. Would I wear this every day? So some watches, you know, skmay, shkmay, I don't know how you say that. Um, I'm not gonna wear that. Mm-mm. I'm not, not not only am I not gonna wear it every day, I'm probably not gonna wear it once. I might wear it once, but that's it. So um that is uh in and of itself, the application process was subjective. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, I, I think it's that's a pretty a pretty reasonable threshold to cross. Like there were some pulsar watches that I looked at and I was like, eh. Mm, mm. I just can't see myself wearing that. Yeah. So some of these are are um sort of frequent guests, as mm-hmm. it were. Some of these are frequent guests. Um but and some of them we own. So yeah, that's true. Some of them we do own. Um in terms of scoring criteria, I had an idea that we should try to keep the scoring criteria as as objective as possible. So 
the the first and, and I think that the one that affected these scores the most was water resistance. Uh, water resistance and size. Those were the two that had the had the biggest sway. And I think if you're going to disagree with our list, you're going to disagree with it in the way that we ranked size. Yeah. In the way that we scored size. And, and it's a fair criticism. We we talked about changing it and they decided at the end that we liked it. So with regards to water resistance, um, water resistance was out of 11, a score out of 11, mm-hmm. when you get one point for every 10 meters of water resistance up to 11. Mm-hmm. And that's meant to recognize that for a go, go anywhere, do anything watch, you really only need 100 meters. Yeah. You really only need 100 meters. A 100 meter watch is going to be solidly waterproof for so many things. Now, 200 is more than 100. But it's not what? but it's not double. You're it's, right. Yeah. No. Nope. It's not double. So, most you could get was 11. So, 150 meter water resistance watch, 11 puntos. 200, 200 puntos. I mean 11 puntos. <clears throat> doesn't matter. Anything above 110 meters of water resistance is going to score the same. Size. This was the killer. Size is tricky. This was the giant killer. We picked a number 39. For our gold standard, mm-hmm. a 39 millimeter watch is 10 points, which is unusual on the 40 and 20 podcast. But I think we, I think that we recognize that there's uh, for a go anywhere, do anything. 39 is, is more appropriate than 40. Now, f- for every 0.5 millimeters away from that, you get a you lost l- point. You lose a point. You lose a point, and those go quick. Every 0.5 millimeters. So a 40 millimeter watch is a nine or is an eight. Yeah. A 39 and a half would be a nine. A 42 millimeter watch. Woo, you start. Woo. You really get hammered. I mean, 42 millimeters. None points. Four points. 42 is four points. Mm-hmm. 43, two points. So, the you know, it, it makes sense. You guys understand how this works. But some of these watches, some of these watches, you're 44, you're getting zero points in size. Um, movement. We movement was out of five or out of ten, mm-hmm. and this was the hardest thing to be objective about because some of these movements we don't know anything about. Because Casio doesn't tell us anything about any of their movements. Strap band system out of ten. A general aesthetic. Now aesthetic is inherently subjective. Mm-hmm. Also out of ten. Durability, out of ten. Loom, five possible points, and then other X, X factor. factor. Uh, five possible points. So with within that scoring rubric, total of 71 for total, those of you who want to add it up. Total of 71 points, we came up with 10 watches. 10 watches, we agreed on 10 watches, uh and both of us had watches that didn't make the cut. Um and both of us had watches that the other hadn't thought about. Um but out of out of 10 watches, we've come up with a list here and we've ranked them mm-hmm. based on a average of our two scores yeah based on an average of our two scores we didn't even take an average just a total Mm -hmm. between the two of us of of the two watches so i guess with that we could just jump into number 10 right let yeah we just jump into number 10 so should we should we hit our honorable mentions first or do we save those for the end we'll save those for the end yeah we'll save those at for the end so number 10 a watch you guys will have undoubtedly seen maybe more than any other watch on this list because it's sitting on every target counter in mm-hmm. the United States. But the Timex... And Walmart and Macy's right. and JCPenney <laughs> and Kohl's. Right. Any department store, really. I sh- I'm sure Walgreens 
and Rite Aid have this watch. Are you going to let me tell them what it is? No, not yet. Okay. I, need to, I want to really, really... <laughs> hammer it home. I'm going to take a bite of cupcake. Hammer home the amount of places this watch is at. You've seen this on the watch on the wrists of eight-year-olds and of 70-year-olds. You've seen this watch perhaps more than any other watch you've ever seen in your entire life. Are we good? Yeah. <laughs> the Timex Expedition Scout. Yep. Timex Expedition Scout. Now, this is an interesting watch. Um... <clears throat> I think this watch could do better than it does, probably for not a lot of extra money. And and the reason I'm going to say that is because, and this is my biggest criticism of this watch, is that it is a plated brass case. I think that's I think that's a deliberate decision. I think they like it. I think I think there's there's something kind of nostalgic about the plated brass because they know they know how to do steel. I think it's cost savings. I think it's pure cost savings. I think that they probably save um, anywhere from 10 to 20% on overall production costs on these. You think? I think that their production cost on these things probably goes from about $5 to, or $6 to $5 using mm. plated brass. That would be my guess. I'm not familiar enough with metallurgy. Yeah, I mean it's just cheaper. Just black. brass is cheaper than, than steel. It's easier to it's easier to manipulate. It's softer. Um, you know they've got to plate it, but I, I'm sure it saves them money, or else they wouldn't do it. It's probably an insignificant amount of money to us, but to I mean a company that's trying to make money. Well, yeah, you know if they sell a million of these years, a million of these a year, it's a different. I mean it's a million dollars. That's get, a, that's yeah. a million bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So uh, it's got to be that. It's got to be that. But for me. That's a takeaway. It's a major takeaway. And I think that that's the biggest sort of discount on this watch, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's got a nothing movement, a cheap, crappy Chinese movement. Um, Which a lot of these watches have. It's got only 50 meters of water resistance. Most mm-hmm. of these have 50 meters of water resistance. Bummer. Which is fine, but... Size is right, though. It's coming in at, what, 38? 30, uh, 40 for most okay. of these. They have different sizes, right? But the ones we, the mm-hmm. one we looked at is a 40 millimeter version of this. Um, mostly terrible straps. Mostly terrible straps. Mineral crystal, brass. But good size, conservatively sized, even, you know, uh, even sort of trend, trendy sizing, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, yeah, I dig them. And I think it's a great, it's a great option for the 10th, 10th one. On and the how list. many money? Oh, you know what? I don't know that I wrote down. I think that you get these anywhere from about twenty to thirty-five dollars. I have thirty-two for an easy reader and sixty for an expedition chrono. So somewhere between there, I would imagine. Yeah, I think that you can find these thirty-five bucks all day, it or less. So number. So also tied. Yeah, we tied, had a, r- really we had a two-way tie for tenth. 10 well, for ninth. 10 and 9 score wise was uh, a tie but but we differentiated them and, and that's because this one we had higher marks in the x factor yep so number 9 on our list is the the Bokdok. the vostok shout out to oversteer the vostok common dursky yeah field watch yeah the vostok common dursky so this one i think kind of surprises <clears throat> us it was a late entry it was, and that surprises me because I actually, I looked at mine today and I was like, oh, that should be on the list. And then I never followed up on that and put it on the list until we were talking later in the day. And the the really the, the reason why it 
wasn't the the ninth place or potentially even a little higher it's water resistance just sucks yeah 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 and i don't get how a field watch is going to have such shitty water resistance especially coming out of a company like Vostok, who revolutionized water resistance in watches right right i mean it it has some some particular low scores water resistance the straps on those things are oh, they're terrible. trash i never even wore mine on the oem strap i i felt it and was like mm, no i'm gonna i'm gonna buy a new strap and i'm at <laughs> I, I i went without that watch because of how bad the strap was until it's, the strap came in it's loom score is terrible Ew, yeah, it's um you, you, you know it, it's aesthetic score at least on my list was pretty bad 39 millimeters though perfect size perfect and, size go ahead andrew uh you know i have on it uh it's got a it's got a four in the X factor for me. And and I gave it a four in the X factor for the, for one single primary reason. You can get it however the fuck you want it. There is a Commodore out there for everyone. Everyone. Doesn't matter if you, what you're looking for in a watch. There's one out there for you. Even the new gen ones, you can get the ones with full, full loom and they're, they might be north of $65. Some of them, but you can get full full loom dials. You can get tanks. You can get planes. You can get ships. You can get nothing. That's the that was the X Factor winner for me. Yeah the the baseline yeah, the baseline Commodorsky comes in at price on this, but certainly there are Commodorskys. The K thirty fours are are significantly more expensive. So we're talking about the classic, the Vostok Commodorsky classic, um, and 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 it's sort of variations are going to come in under price but they're right at the top the upper limit of this the one i pulled up on the amazon was 49.90 but they take five weeks to get to your house right because they come from Kistapol somewhere no mine did not mine came from oh i don't recall where it came from but it did not come from Kistapol. interesting Mm -hmm. i think they still make them in Kistapol. i I think so but maybe they distribute yeah, it, them out of it crushed Western the Europe. x factor for me yeah yeah and the movement this one. is this is one of the one the one of the two mechanical movements we came up for in this price range that, that's right i mean it, it it was as high on movement as any other watch because that Vost, that vostok movement is just mm-hmm. fantastic and pretty durable durable yeah. yeah i mean it's meant to be banged up so number eight Soviet engineering number eight number eight this was not this got a kind of a low score from me but it made the list uh it, you liked it a lot better than i did the timex iron man classic and i love it and so you know i put that on the on the list because i just wanted to see how it would score against these other watches and objectively it did pretty well it did it did well yeah. better than i expected uh and and i i did that throughout the day and as as i was looking at watches i'd score them to see how even higher end watches that were more than 65 money would fall on this list and they all kind of fell in where where we eventually got to in our you know our top five list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know the this thing, this one has a uh, hundred meters of water resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, size it doesn't get great marks on because they're all a little. Chunky. I think the one I looked at was forty two. You know, for me, where where a watch like this gets really hurt is in aesthetics. I think this, mm-hmm. I think this watch is perfectly ugly. Totally totally ugly yeah uh, it almost didn't make my list because it doesn't pass the threshold question would i wear it every day now i, I allowed it be- i wear mine every day because i literally wore one of these things for like three and a half years straight so yeah before i was a quote-unquote watch guy 
Um, but still, but you, you were also in an environment that it was appropriate. The answer, the, if the question is, would I wear this every day? The answer must be yes, mm-hmm. because I did. I did do so. I do currently. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing that we can say about the Iron Man classic that hasn't already been said. Uh, perfect scores for Loom. Yeah. Perfect scores for Loom because Indiglo is perfect. Perfect. Totally perfect. Um, other things that got a pretty, or, you know, sort of the X Factor score got pretty low. Um, durability and uh, durability and strap, I gave this thing pretty low scores too. And I disagree with you. I've I've put mine through the ringer. Mine has been to some terrible environments on this planet, and it uh, it's survived long enough that the only thing that's been changed is the battery. And it's really hard to argue with that, right? Because I know some of the places yours has been. <clears throat> but but I'll I'll counter with my own anecdotal evidence, which mm-hmm. is to say, I wore mine nowhere more brutal than an office, and I break straps on these things like a motherfucker. I've I've cleaned mine. I've changed the battery. Never had I shit, I've removed and put the strap back on and have had no no issues with it. And maybe that's maybe it's just anecdotal. Maybe I just got the winner. Like the one that this owned at the at the QC table. And who who knows, right? Yeah. Who knows, right? So uh for our next choice, number six. This is the sixth ranked watch on our list. Uh, did uh, you do seven? Uh I did seven. That was the Iron Man classic. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, nine, eight, seven. Oh, we skipped eight. Oh, did we? We skipped eight. Oh, what's eight? Eight is the MDV 106, the Casio Duro. I thought this was going to do way better. Yeah, me too. Me too. The size killed it. The size killed it. Getting a zero in a, in a column was a was a big loser. Well, except that our number one watch got a zero in a column and still won. Uh, so, yeah, you know, the thing about this watch is really low marks on size. Oh yeah, a zero out of a possible ten, um, but it, it it kills in a water resistance. Water resistance it gets a perfect score. Um, aesthetics it gets a good score. Although I I downgraded a little bit just because it's not a great everyday watch. I didn't like the and I still don't like the font on the bezel. That's it, it's oh, it's yeah. it's digitally it it almost it looks like it's coming out of MS DOS. All the other font is great it just screams really classic really modern dive watch but something about the bezel font is left in the 80s and i don't i don't like that but all the rest ow ow (laughs) bang my knuckles so hard on the table oh uh everything else about it's great the billfish the all the other aesthetics of that watch are just killer and it 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 bums me out that the font on the bezel is such a disastrous choice yeah no i mean i think it definitely takes away from it uh uh, but notwithstanding that it it still does really well um you Mm -hmm. you know terrible score on strap in fact i consider these things as sort of head only you know you buy this thing on amazon and it comes on a rubber turd uh yeah you you know this is a head only watch because you're going to put it on a nato but uh notwithstanding those defects it still did relatively well so um or you put on a super engineer and really get an arm workout in out of a possible out of a possible 7142 it came up with 88 points which is great yeah i put it at 41 you put it at 47 so occasionally if i if i say our scores i'm not going to give our score for every one of these um but but you'll note andrew scored everything about two points th- higher three to yeah. five points higher than i did so yeah a little bit <clears throat> um which is just sort of 
par for the course, this type of thing, you know, or mm-hmm. mental rubric. Uh, but we were consistent. You know, yeah. there was a couple watches we scored differently, which you might expect, but uh, pretty consistent. So. There's one that scored pretty differently that won't shock anyone. We'll get there. So just to recap, we've got... Tied for ninth. Number 10, Expedition Scout. Number nine, the Commandersky. Number eight, the MDV-106, the Casio Duro. Number seven, the Ironman Classic. So we're now officially at six because we've done three watches. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry if you're listening along and you're confused. You're probably taking notes. We haven't even drank that much. No, I mean, this is my this is my second beer that I just cracked open. Yeah. So number six, the Guanchen GJ16034. And shout out to Jody from Just More One. Just one more watch because he's uh, talked about this watch a number of times. And I think his review of it spot on. Um, both his review of this watch and his he did a similar thing to what we're doing right now. His words about that watch and the in his thing are, are are pretty spot on too. This is kind of a surprising watch, right? It's the first time that I've ever come across this watch, and it is absolutely surprising. You you were like, hey man, just take a look at it. I I want your score on it so that we can at least bounce it. And I looked at it and I was like, eh, hmm, hmm, hmm. I dig this watch and it I didn't I forget to look at the price at it that it's at but yeah I have a price um, for it uh 60 bucks that's killer killer this this is I'm surprised this didn't do better and the reason it didn't is purely water resistance this is a dress sport watch tending towards dress yeah, that's right. I'd say it's a dress watch before mm-hmm. a dress sport. Yeah, but it, it has all the other feel of a dress sport watch because it doesn't feel quite like a dress watch because it just isn't. It's a little too big to be a dress watch. All the everything about it is just it's a it's sportier than it is dressy, but it has the one Achilles heel of a dress watch, which is bullshit water resistance. Yeah, thirty, 30 meters. meters. What the fuck? And, and and Jody says he wears this thing in the shower, um, which I believe. Uh, I, I think that almost every watch on our list today you could wear in the shower. Um, Who wears their watches in the shower? I do. I don't. <laughs> that's like that's my post shower routine. It's put my watch on. Yeah, no, I do. I do. I wear uh, often, more often than I'd like to admit. In fact, I one time got in the shower and I reached for the shampoo and I saw my. Uh, Ed 63 on my watch and I was like oh motherfucker because <laughs> that thing has zero it's yeah it's like zero you, you get it steamy resistance. and it's it's gonna be steamy it, it was fine but yeah Whew. yeah it's a little dangerous I play a dangerous game I don't like sleeping in a watch yeah, that's I what s- shocks me like every night I I don't every night I, I can't do it <laughs> I like the freedom I don't like to feel restricted but yeah, you know, if you haven't seen this watch, I recommend taking a look at it because at 60 bucks, it is a fucking winner. It's got sort of a faceted bezel on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just gorgeous. A- a- automatic movement. It's got a Seiko NH35 in it. Uh, and so it gets great marks in the movement category. It got a 9 out of 10 on movement for me. Yeah, 8 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I was just everything a little bit lower than you were. Um, but yeah, eight, 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Uh, I gave it a 4 on the strap because I... I surmise without actually having seen it that the strap is a turd maybe i mean i don't know it everything all the marketing about that watch seemed like it was you were going to get an an acceptable oem watch strap but i will say except for one other watch except for one other watch this watch had the highest score in the aesthetics department i gave it a nine out of possible 10 it got a 10 for me yeah i I dig it 
Yeah, it's a really attractive watch. So, and, and nine for me was was yeah. the highest score yeah. I, I gave out. So, um, yeah, a, a nine out of ten and a ten out of ten on aesthetics. Durability, I gave it a six because I imagine it's not going to be quite as durable as mm-hmm. some of these things. Um, Loom, I gave it a two out of possible five, uh, and I think you were right there with me. It got a three. And the mm-hmm. next factor, it didn't do great just because it's a Guanchin, and people are going to be like, "What the fuck is that?" It got a two hyphen. <laughs> so but very cool watch uh i, I you know it, it uh at whatever we have this thing at at six I, I think that it's it might as well be one right I, I mean these next any of these next five watches or these last six watches are going to be fantastic contenders for I your mean, one and the top only. three are separated by what three points and so yeah just to go through some points just to sort of show you where we're at expedition scout so out of out of a possible 142 expedition scout had an 86 Komandersky also an 86, although it got bumped up because of the X-Factor It did score. better in the X-Factor scores. Uh, the MDV 106 was an 88. Iron Man Classic, 93.5. And again, this is a this is a sum of our two scores. Uh, and the Guanchin, a 96.5. Mm-hmm. Because you gave the two and a half on the X-Factor. Yeah. <laughs> so number five, this was a watch that neither one of us expected to make the list. Uh, it was sort of a late entry based on something I'd read online. And I thought, gosh, we should score this thing. And I scored it. And I said, gosh, Andrew, you should score this thing. And and lo and behold, it made the list. At, well on the list. Yeah, well on the list. Coming in at number five. So this is the Bertucci yeah. DX3 resin-cased field watch. And we've talked about Bertucci a bunch because I own one and I think they're very cool. But I like them a lot. They're, just, they're, they're limited in their versatility. Yeah, and normally we talk about the titanium iterations, which are which are significantly more expensive. I, I think the $150 to $200 mark for a new one of the titanium cases. Yeah. But this resin-cased version uh, did really well. Son of a bitch. It did, it did really well. I think this could be how we, how we objectively score all watches in the future. On, yeah on on the show just incorporate this yeah the the 40 and 20 rubric yeah and and then we can update it over time and announce a rules change mm-hmm. so so the bertucci uh this came in with a total score of 98 yeah 98 of a possible 142 um which doesn't sound very good <laughs> it it doesn't but some of that is just you know but it, relative to the other scores we're landing here at 65 bucks if we're getting Getting watches 135 out of 142, we're 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 fooling ourselves. We're doing it wrong, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but this watch, did, I think it did it did really well. So, um, you, you know, marks where it does really well, obviously size. You know where it doesn't, and I want to talk about it first is water resistance. Yeah, 50, 50 meters. meters. What? What? 50 Why? Meters. Why would you make a field watch with under 100 meters? And it's only a field watch. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Well, that's it. I mean, right? So, I mean, those the size are the... is right. We're looking at 40, 40 millimeters or yeah. 40, yeah, 40 millimeters. 40 millimeters right on the dot. Yeah, that's right. Uh, movement. They've got Bertucci uses really good solid metal um, uh, Miyota movements. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so they do really well there. Their straps are very good. Mm-hmm. Their in house straps are all super good. Durability. I gave this thing only a seven out of 10 on durability and that's because it's a plastic case and it's going to get banged up and it's going to look dingy so that's that's a trend from my list is the plastic cases although although they're durable in the sense that they're going to work they're also not durable in the extent to the extent they're not going to continue to look pristine i took just the other perspective on it and i went towards plastic cases getting a little bit higher on the durability score because i don't really care if i take a gouge out of a resin case 
I think it adds to some, gives some character to the watch. I really do care when I take a gouge out of a steel case. Yeah, <laughs> but it's harder to do. But but it, it happens. Yeah. And yeah. so that that durability, the the mine was maybe more the inclination to treat it like it's durable, necessarily than the functional durability. So maybe that was a flaw in the scoring system. But well, and maybe that's a <laughs> that's a good time to mention that that we did take a little bit different tax on this. Mm. Um, I entered this with the idea that I'm wearing this every day, and so how is it going to hold up to everyday wear? So my aesthetic scores on some of these, like the Iron Man, for instance, you said, well, that's a good-looking watch. And I said, yeah, it's a good-looking watch unless you're wearing a fucking suit. So some of that is reflective of mm-hmm. our different occupations. Well, and just generally, like, we'll let the cat out of the bag. The 5600, the aesthetic on there is killer. But it's killer because it set the tone for the watch industry. And, it, and it's iconic. And and spoiler alert: when we get to the D fifty six hundred, we'll talk about that because you gave it a significantly higher aesthetic mm-hmm. score. So same thing happened here um, in, in the durability end of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, you know where where does this thing do really well? It does well on size. It does well on on durability. Um, it, and I think if you're in a any sort of blue collar environment, this is a great everyday watch Mm -hmm. or even that collision between blue and white collar yeah that's right we sit at a desk and then occasionally have to go do some shit you're a programmer or or perhaps an engineer or something like Mm -hmm. that where the dress code is relaxed Mm -hmm. yeah i think that's going to work just fine so and it hits the number five spot on our list which we looked at a lot of fucking watches for this thing yeah i mean i would say upwards to 50 to 100 watches a piece probably yeah so I looked at a lot that I didn't even score because I was like, eh, it just doesn't quite, this isn't just quite, this isn't going to get there. It's not going to get there. Yeah, that's right. So uh, Bertucci with a score of 98. So now we have our first three-digit score. Mm-hmm. And I think you thought this was going to be the winner. I did. I hoped it would. Early. Yeah. <laughs> well, I texted you early, early on as we were getting started. Like, I think I found it. I think this is it. And this isn't, I, I'd hoped it would, but this isn't, I didn't expect it to be. It did better than I expected. And so at the number four spot, we have the famous and beloved Casio World Time. Mm-hmm. Score of 100. Uh, I, I, I rated this a little lower, 45. You gave this a 55. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is one of those watches, man. It's one of those watches that anytime you're talking about the best sort of dirt cheap. It's 25 watch, bucks. 25 bucks. You can get them for like 15 bucks. The The black and green iterations are like 12 on Amazon right now. <laughs> I almost crazy. bought them today. <laughs> you know, and, and that was one score that I had considered adding kind of late in this process. <clears throat> was a price score, you, you know. Uh, that, yeah, that's a hard one though. Maybe like inversely related, like $60 is zero points and $5 is 10 points. Yeah, that that's right, and that's how we would have done it. But it felt like that was an unfair advantage to the cheapest watches on this. Because it's an unfair advantage to Casio, just generally. At, at si- yeah, <laughs> that's right. I mean, at sixty-five bucks, I feel like that is just the cost of doing business, mm-hmm. and, and so I, I think we just assumed uh, if it came in under the price, it got a perfect score. That kind of became part of the X factor contributor for me, though, was the price. Sure, mm-hmm. sure, and that's fair. And that's fair. So yeah, where where does the Casio World Timer do really well? Water uh, resistance. It does really well on water 100 resistance. Hundred meters. That's right. It gets a perfect ten on, on water resistance. Size. Thirty nine and a half millimeters. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so ten. Uh, you, you know the movement. 
gets super high marks on movement because it does so much stuff. It does everything. And it doesn't do it in an obtrusive way. It just, here I am, here's everything I do. Yeah. And and it's a busy dial, right? But it's deliberately so. It's not a busy dial because they're like, how much how much shit can we fit in here? It's a busy dial because it's like, we got all this shit on here. And as busy as it is, it winds up being pretty simple. And really compartmentalized. It's not just a just a spaghetti thrown at the wall. It's here's your 24 hour. Here's your map. Here's your timer. Here's your indicator of all your all your shit going on. The painted map. Yeah. <laughs> It's so cool. I love that. It is really cool. And it's party time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you like this watch a little bit more than I do, uh, which uh, which is fair, right? You own one and I don't. And I love this watch. I, uh, I, I saw it once and I was like, oh my fucking God. I need that. Why don't I have all of them? I need that in my life. I want to become the official official distributor of World Timers globally. Right. <laughs> You, I want, should, you should write Mr. Cassio. About I will. That. I'm like, hey man, I'll sell these for you. Hey, Mr. Cassio. I, I won't even take any proceeds. I will just I will just manage the distribution. <laughs> but everyone who wants one, they gotta go through me. Don't do that. That's a lot of work. They sell a bucket load of these things. It's bulk ordering. It's pretty easy. You set up an Excel <laughs> spreadsheet and <laughs> That's how you're gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. So I gave this low marks. I, I assume I gave it lower marks on strap than you did. I gave it a three because I think the strap on this thing is or the bracelet on this thing is just trashy. It is trashy, but once it's sized, it's it's pretty okay. I gave it a four on durability, notwithstanding the uh notwithstanding the water resistance, because you you know, it's gonna continue to work, but these things when they get banged up look like trash. Oh yeah, they don't look good. I have to treat this like a dress watch. Yeah, that's right. Um, but yeah, uh, does well on loom because it's got those, I didn't give it a perfect score on loom because I don't love the backlining on this. It does it with LCDs. It's a, and it's a bottom lit. And now that you can see it in person, I actually only give it a three in loom because it's not a, it's, it's still a bulb projection across the, the dial as opposed to That's like an right. indiglo or as opposed to, opposed to a, like a full loom. It, it lights it up from the side with mm-hmm. that afterglow feature. It, so yeah, it, it doesn't. It's charming, but I don't think it's a, it's not a five on Loom for me. It's antiquated for sure. Yeah. So number three, a watch, uh, if you're ready to move on, a watch that, uh, another watch from the Casio company and a watch that before today, neither one of us had ever really heard of. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'd never seen this watch. So this is a watch from Casio, uh, a watch in their edifice line. And this is the EFV100D. And I feel comfortable saying this isn't a cheat, although right now you can get this thing for 42 bucks on Amazon. I think it's on sale, and it's usually just a touch outside of our price range on Amazon, but you can find these things in the $60 range all the time. The EFV100D, and there's there's uh, numbers that come after that depending on the iteration, but this score, I think... This watch, uh, 102.5 on the total score. I, I came up with a 50, and Andrew came up with a 52.5, which I think, notwithstanding those numbers, my score on this was a little bit higher than Andrew's. I'm sorry I wasn't paying attention. I accidentally changed the time zone and had to switch through all 31 of them on the watch. Uh, so what are we on? <laughs> oh, man. It's terrible. I've just been doing a really good job. I just want you to know. I believe you, but I... Uh... It bothers me when things are set wrong. So we're talking about the Casio, the Edifice, the EFV100D. Oh, yeah. No, no. So I do remember answering your question. I hadn't heard about this before. I was really impressed immediately upon looking at it. The fonts were right. The markers were right. I wanted to find something about this watch that I didn't like, and I, I struggled to do so. Uh, 
I did not find anything that I really could could say objectively. It it's not for me. This is a this is a real daily banger. Yeah, so 100 meters water resistance, 40 millimeters wide, um, great sort of edifice level movement, which mm-hmm. is to say not anything special, but a, a, a really sort of middle road Casio movement. But uh, it, I, I, And we texted about this. I said Casio Quartz is Casio Quartz. It, it doesn't matter what kind of shit they're putting in there. You're going to get the same reliability, the same accuracy, and generally speaking, the same battery life. And and what I think we said something to the effect of, well, a Casio Quartz is a seven to an eight. Yeah, uh, that's just a I, three hand Casio Quartz is a C. Yeah, I gave all of them universally. So my all of my movements were scored sevens and nines. All those all the Casio and Timex Quartz sevens and the two mechanicals were a nine and i have a little bit more variety in my scoring but yeah basically the same deal yeah. so it's either just uh, on normal movement i think i went five sevens and a couple eights on my movement score so um strap neither one of us has seen this um, but i assume it's going to be an edifice level bracelet which it means it's gonna be a step up from the world time that's right Mm-hmm. that's right i gave this thing a nine on look it's the other nine i have on my list i gave it an eight and because everything i liked everything about it but it, I, I i put it below it i put it a little bit below a couple others because it's just it's kind of generic and you have this below the guanchin no i have it above the guanchin in the way of aesthetic oh do no, you? no no below the guanchin in the way of aesthetic yeah yeah, yeah. i do it just it seems a little less special than the guanchin it just it seems more generic not so, just, which is not to say it's not a great, like a, a wear everywhere, do everything watch. I think where this thing struggled is in terms of loom. I gave it a pretty poor loose because it's score. only the, it's only loomed hands, and, and and in terms of the X factor because it's still just a Casio edifice. Yeah, too high. Yeah, and I gave it a three. So total of one hundred and two point five. I didn't expect it to do that well. I didn't expect it to do as well on my sheet. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, how did you get here? <laughs> so uh, we're, that's number three. So these are the, we're, we're in the heavy hitters here. Oh my gosh. And I think that, uh, I, I think that if I could sort of step back from this and give just sort of my objective scores that Casio is the winner, but these next two, I don't want them to be ahead, but they are ahead. They are, and they have somehow beat Casio at the Casio game of being less than 65 money. Well, spoiler alert, one of them is Casio being Casio, but... Nah. Okay. Nah. <laughs> so, number two. Number two. This is an Orient watch that, again, neither one of us had heard of, Mm-mm. but we came across it in our in our journeys. This is the Orient FUG 1H001... Dot, dot, dot. Um, Baker 6. And this one beat out the edifice by half a point. Yeah. By half a point at 103. Uh, I scored this one a little bit lower than the edifice. You scored this one a little bit higher than mm-hmm. the edifice. Um, and, and this and, was tied for first on my score sheet. Okay. And this one was firmly in second place on my score mm-hmm. sheet. So um, with this watch, what you're getting, what you're getting is fantastic Orient doing its damn thing. Mm hmm fantastic orient doing so 100 meters of water resistance 40 millimeter case 
um, a quartz movement. Yep. It does have quartz movement, which, you know, Orient has the capability to do an automatic movement at this price, but I don't believe they do. I just don't think it's viable at that price. Yeah, I think that's probably right. I don't I don't think you have the market for a $65 watch buyer to buy a, a mechanical or automatic movement. But Orient bracelet, which is going to be better than the average cheap bracelet. Yeah, I th- you'll, you're probably getting a... Um, mako level bracelet this on this is probably one of the best bracelets that you can get at this price range because it's going to beat seiko it's going to beat casio mm-hmm. uh in, in terms of bracelets so it got high marks there uh looks i gave this a seven uh i did give up some nines in the aesthetic category i gave this a seven because to me this is the one that looked fairly generic i, I agree with you that it looked generic but it, there was something about it and i think maybe it's the blue dial Maybe it was just something that was a little bit different than the edifice, but it, this got a 10 for me in the way of aesthetics. This okay. is a watch that I would happily wear and easily wear every day. Yeah. There, yeah. there was just nowhere this watch couldn't go, with, especially with that 100 meters of water resistance. This is a very dress sport watch. It's a little bit bigger than I'd like for that for that variety of watches, but it, it fits the go anywhere, do anything. Could be your one watch. If you only have 65 bucks to spend on a watch and you want to get into watches, this this is these are all great choices, but this this is this is where I go. So before we before we reveal our winner, because we are yeah, we're we're doing good on time. Before we reveal our winner, can we just agree on this point that I'm gonna to suggest to you for the first time right now, which is that both two and three are almost certainly better gotta or go anywhere do anything watches the number one yeah (laughs) yeah so you know we set the rubric and then we scored at the rubric and we sort of argued about it a little bit and we pushed it back and forth and at the end of the day our number one watch still is number one this is the this is a real life experience of the electoral college that's right (laughs) that's that's right it doesn't win the popular vote but somehow it wins and so coming in at number one with 104 points, so a full point ahead of the of the Orient FUG and a point and a half ahead of the Casio Edifice EFV100D. Uh, this is a watch by the Casio company, which you disagreed with, but it I is. It sort of is, but it's also not. It is, but it, it isn't. So okay. this is the G-Shock DW5600E. Ladies and gentlemen. This Your is winner. The greatest watch that you can buy under $65 today. Yeah. It's the best. Mm-hmm. It's the best. And, and so it gets the number one spot, notwithstanding the fact that it got from both of us, or at least it should have got from both of us, a zero score in terms of size. Yep. A zero on size. Mm-hmm. It gets relatively low marks, for me at least, in terms of aesthetic. It killed the aesthetics because it set the tone. It, it's such an iconic watch. But, an, but a perfect score on water resistance. Mm-hmm. A perfect score on the movement. I gave it a perfect score on the movement. No, I gave it a nine. It got a seven for me. Okay, so a little bit lower. Um, strap, I gave this thing a six, which is a fairly high score on my strap category because that that plastic 5600 strap is bulletproof. I gave it a seven for that very reason. Yep. Uh, durability, it gets a nine. I it gave it a, a ten, nine. yeah. And I didn't give it a ten because uh, it, it does get banged up. I gave it a 10 because you found a way to remove the complication or the, uh, the module and plug a new module into it and screw it back on. And it's still running. <laughs> it's true. I, I didn't find a way, um, where this thing kills it. It kills it in loom. 
it kills it in the aesthetic, the X Factor, because it's just an inherently cool watch. This is the coolest watch on our list today. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. It's the coolest watch on our list. So it gets a perfect score, but it's only out of five. The X Factor, we only get that five points. So really... It only got a four for me on the X Factor, the miscellaneous just, category. Around the board is fantastic. It scores well everywhere except for size. What did, What was your, your total score for it? So... Total scores on this guy. So it came in 104. I gave it a 50. I gave it a 54. And you gave it a 54. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. So, And I think that might have been the closest score difference we had. It was if not. We, no, we were closer on a oh, couple of things. But um, yeah. so, yeah. Oh, no. I was 49. You were 54. So we're okay. five spread on that. We're seven spread on the Orient. I scored it quite a bit lower. Um, we're only two and a half apart on that Edifice EFV 100D. Okay. 50 and 52.5. We're 10 apart on the world time. Eight apart on the Bertucci, seven and a half apart on the Guanchin, and these Andrew's scores are higher on. Every I tended higher just on yeah. all of them, yeah. Um, Iron Man Classic, you, you know, we're eleven and a half apart, but then we're pretty close on everything else. I just tended higher, more forgiving. Yeah, that's right. I think you did anywhere from about four to eight higher than me, or eleven and a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we disagree on that one. So, greatest watch, greatest cheap watch you can buy, the DW5600. And we spent an hour, basically, to tell you what you already knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. I, I mean, I think we both kind of knew it, too. I think we really wanted something else to win. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think either one of us would buy that watch for our for a true go-anywhere-do-anything. No. But it's in the conversation, especially if you don't have any need for a steel watch. It's got to be in the conversation. It is the conversation. Yeah. And, and I think for a lot of people, a, a lot of people... This watch would work. This watch would work. I just need a watch to wear every day. Buy the 5600. That's it. That's the answer. Yeah. Don't buy a $20 watch. I mean, some people really probably can't afford a $60 watch, which uh, I'm sympathetic to that because... But you have a cell phone. You really don't need to be wearing a watch at that point if you can't afford a $20 watch. Well, maybe some people can't afford a cell phone, right? Uh, Homeless people have cell phones, bro. And and so I'll tell you, you know, growing up, I I think uh, a $60 watch would have been out of the... Would have been out of the price range I, I couldn't have spent that much money on a watch growing up as a kid certainly but i don't think even my parents mm-hmm. really could have justified that so uh for some people it, it's gonna it's gonna push you a little bit and, and i would never never ever ever in a million years advocate for pushing the budget to buy a watch um for a whole bunch of reasons and and it gets philosophical and deep really quick but if to the extent that 65 bucks is about the same as 35 bucks yeah and you don't need a watch to you don't ever need a watch to look good by the 5600. Yeah. And if you need a watch to look good, if you work in an office where, you know, your business casual or or business dress, buy that buy that Guanchen or buy the Casio Edifice or the Orient FUG um because you're just getting a smoke and deal on any of those three watches. That was the what was most impressive to me is is through this exercise of looking at sub sixty five dollar watches. Not only the variety that was there, but also the versatility that was in them. You like, you, I felt like you're getting a lot of the same features and versatility at this price point as you are in the three to five hundred dollar price point. You're not getting a, the same value out of your purchase. You're not getting the same aesthetics, but you're getting a lot of the same feel and. And versatility. And I think more importantly, for us sort of watch people, you're not getting any of the, you're not getting any of that dynamic, Mm -hmm. right? That watch head dynamic. 
Except, you know, in, in a couple of instances you are. You know, arguably, the world time, the 5600, um, perhaps to maybe a lesser extent, that Guanchen, uh, a different extent, certainly with the MDV 106, you're getting that. But mm -hmm. by and large, most of these aren't watch head watches. No. Um, but those four, at least those four, I think a watch head could make the argument. I think even the Commodersky fits into that. Yeah. I don't I don't think a non-watch person would ever recognize a Commodersky. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So um, I guess that's it. We've got a couple of honorable mentions that we can just run through. We do. Let's hammer them. Uh, most of these are most of these are Timexes. Shocker. And and we didn't we could have scored these and perhaps they would have scored in there. Um, but ultimately we just decide to strike them. But but certainly the Timex Easy Reader. Mm-hmm. The Timex Weekender, and, and and perhaps more compellingly, the Timex Waterberry line. I think so, yeah. Um, are, or all made our honorable mention list, and ultimately just didn't make the list for for a number of reasons. Um, you, you know, with the with the Waterberry line, you get a steel case. Uh, oftentimes, you're getting acrylic, uh, acrylic crystals, which I think is super cool. Um, but you're getting really dog movements. By and large, some you know the new waterberries have automatic meal movements, which which I think is fantastic. Um, I like that Timex is tending towards some automatic movements. In yeah, the, they're in moving in that catalog. direction. I really like that. They're moving in that direction. In fact, we got we got pinged this week on a on a new Timex uh, automatic that that looks fantastic, and we'll probably be talking about that in coming weeks. I almost grabbed a Marlin the other day. One uh, of the automatics, yeah, because mm -hmm. they're what like one hundred and twenty five bucks now, yeah. right? So that's. So those three all made, and the other one, and some of you guys are not going to like this choice, but the Invicta Pro Diver mm -hmm. for the seventy bucks. This didn't make the list because it was just too expensive. Five we, money too many. We we set the we set the the threshold, and I I pitched for this thing a little bit, um, and, and we decided ultimately it didn't make the. And we're wearing them. The threshold, so um, and we're both and we're both wearing them, although we're wearing. Very expensive, yeah. <laughs> Very expensive Invicta Pro Divers. They're not seventy money anymore. <laughs> They're three of a kind. Yeah, three of a kind. So, and uh, pretty soon you could be one of the three best friends anyone can have. That's right. That's right. You wear a forty and twenty watch. You're a forty and twenty team member. That's yeah. the rule. We'll even get you on maybe. So Matt Wright, yeah. Matt Wright, uh, our, our friend who has a uh, forty and twenty G Shock. Uh, 40 and 20 limited edition G-Shock, which is not marked 40 and 20. It's not really a limited edition. It was just the seconds from my, uh, the seconds from my um, 5610 build. Uh, Matt Wright has has let us know that he is probably going to donate that thing to the show for a giveaway as well. Ooh. So that that thing's on its way back to us for the purposes of a giveaway. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll let you know the details on that at, at a time in the future as well. All right. All right. So we've done a ton of other things. Uh, I, I'm going to make a motion uh, to skip other things for tonight's episode. Can I get a second? I'll second it. We led with other things. All right. The yays win. Keto cupcakes and Invicta mods. The yays win. So, uh, yeah, with that, I guess we'll cut. Thank you for joining us for this episode of 40 and 20. If you want to check us out on Instagram, and please do, because this is going to be a big week for us on Instagram, uh, it's slash 40 and 20, or no, at 40 and 20. 
Uh, also, if you want to support the show, patreon.com, that's where we get all of our contributions for the show. And and it's it's a fairly uh, conservative amount of money, but it does help. It helps with our hosting fees. It helps with all the little things we do. Uh, that's patreon.com slash 40 and 20. Don't forget to tune back in next Thursday for another hour of watches, food, drinks, life, and other things we like. Bye-bye.